Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Okay, so apparently we missed a question on mailbag Monday. So this will be mailbag part deux. Drop a deuce. Mailbag. Not the one with hair, but with an envelope. Okay, Nick Sherman, did I miss your picks for LeVon Bell versus Adrian Peterson July 30th? My money is on Bell just due to the Vikings hate and AP's patch child care issues. Okay, so apparently these two guys are boxing July the 30th. I'm going to go with AP because AP looks like he can take a pounding. <laughs> Good analysis. Good analysis. <laughs> I think LeVon Bell will just have to punch until his arms fall off. And uh, that'll be the only way that uh, he could put a dent in AP. AP, he looks like a, a brick, a brick with a tiny little head. So it'll be tough. LeVon Bell's hands better be small so that he can uh, uh, try and knock out AP. There is some training background that he's like history so he has trained in boxing before mma i remember that remember when frank gore oh, who did he fight let me finish. oh yeah 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 frank gore fought uh darren williams a couple last december so you know peterson is just he's they're about the same size they're both six one about 220 um they're going as uh heavyweights but i do know as much as I dislike Adrian Peterson, especially from a personal standpoint, remember the whole switch hitting kids. And then like the one time I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm a dad. You know, I got my ass beat. Then it became like a regular occurrence. That's where I was just like, okay, AP. but apparently um, Adrian Peterson is trained in the past for boxing. So that's the reason I'm going to give him an edge over Le'Veon Bell, just because he has some previous experience boxing and Le'Veon's just going in there talking shit kind of like that dude uh paul the youtuber uh that that decided to become a professional boxer and is calling everybody out and just beating the shit out of everybody so um jake paul is the kid's name but yeah so it's just somebody that's they need a paycheck dude these guys unfortunately i don't know how Le'Veon bell even after getting paid bank after not playing a single down again in the nfl basically being on a practice squad needs money but that's why they do this and it is what it is, but I've got AP on the 30th. Perfect. Uh, the other thing that we dropped the ball on 
was our fantasy football league. We've got four, four spots left. Yep. And we didn't drop the ball. Just remember I assigned uh, that spot. Yeah, you just give them away like candy. Some I gave guy at a gas station. Uh, oh, this guy wiped my. This guy washed my windows really well at the gas station, so he he gets a that, chance. That would be on the bridge on the border. That's where oh, they wash okay. my. <laughs> okay, so I got a I got a trivia question. Yeah, here we go. This is for the fourth spot. We have four left. This is for number four. Ready. Who is the career leader in sacks in Packers history? Who leads the Packers franchise in sacks? That's a good question, bro. Think about all those. Think about our guest on Saturday. On Saturday, think about that guy. Who could? Maybe it's that guy. Maybe I'm doing something witty where it leads into another segment, or maybe. Maybe not. Maybe it's somebody. Maybe it's Darius Smith. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> no it's way. not Zedarius. It's not Zedarius. I'll give you that one. It's not Zedarius. That's so it. Right off, right off the bat, here you go. But yeah, I had Northern Wisco kid um, last year. He tried to get into and just barely missed out. So I had him bookmarked for a spot. He did reach out to me when we first announced it. So um, it's at DK46461. He is not a bot, but uh, Northern Wisco kid got that other spot on Saturday, which is why we did so, not do. So who's in football. right now? I'm in. You're in. Jeremy's in. Wisco kid, Jay, and. Nick Sherman. Nick Sherman. And that's it. And we've got. No, who are we missing? Yeah, we're missing we a couple of people. <laughs> Jay, after Jay, who do we get? Somebody, it was who we got. Yeah, they uh, either DM'd you or emailed you, and you said, oh, on the timing. That one you got. You got that spot. So let, let's let's get our shit straight here. And we need yeah. to probably write that down. You know what? That's what we're going to do. <laughs> let's go ahead and write <laughs> I have them all saved on my phone. So it's just a matter of going through my phone. It's just a yeah. matter of going through my phone. And I won't do that live on the air here so that you guys yeah. can just hear me go, mm, porn, 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 porn. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I'm kind of glad that you brought up um, the, the trivia question dealing with, with sacks, edge rushers, because I'm having a hell of a time breaking down my 53. And that's one of the positions where I'm having trouble to see how many we're actually going to keep. Because in my head, I keep thinking we're going to keep nine. Nine, eight, nine, eight, nine, you know, right around there. And most of the information out there that I'm looking at is that they're going to cut a little bit on, on the edge to start keeping people on the offense line and keeping the wide receiver. So it's kind of interesting. And I, I'm going to give you the names and I'm really curious to see what your thoughts are in terms of edge and what you think is going to happen. Cause obviously Rashawn Gary and Preston are the starters, right? So from yeah. there, let me go through this list and tell me what you think um, oh, man, it's because it, there's so many good names here, dude, but they're all improving, you know, so 
The backups are Kingsley Anigbar, Randy Ramsey, Ladarius Hamilton, and Jonathan Garvin. Those are the guys okay. that are kind of the backups, right, so, in that so, area. So Garvin and Ramsey. Why? Well, Garvin last year, if you remember, had a couple of sacks. Uh, he looked like he was dragging a piano when he ran. Uh, he needs to slim down a little bit and pull uh, more of a Rashawn Gary, and it looks like he's been doing that. And uh, Ramsey can play uh, linebacker as well, that Quay Walker position. He's kind of that tweener that can do both, right? Plus, we're going to need to keep Ramsey for special teams. I think uh, the new special teams coach will want him on special teams. He's fast, and he hits like a Mack truck. Okay, because I do have them keeping – I mean, it was kind of like a little catch-22 because I was curious who your two favorites were out of that list because you still have Tippa Galilea, Kobe Jones, and Chauncey Manick um, yeah. that are compete well, and those are the three that I think are going to get cut. Or yeah, really- or at least practice squatted, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, okay. I would go with that. Okay, so yeah, so I've got, as of now, I've got Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith as starters, backups, Enigbar, Ramsey, Hamilton, and Garvin, and they're releasing Tippa. Um, even though I like Tippa, but it's just, he's just not panning out. He's not panning out. He is very situational. He's good in very small sample sizes, but not a full-time rotational I, contributor. I, I think we bring in a free agent, an older vet. I think we bring in an older vet. I think we there's, there's, there's a few guys that are out there that haven't been signed yet, you know, and uh, as we get closer and closer to the season start, they're going to be cheaper and cheaper. So I think – and this is just my two cents, you know, that and a bus ticket will get you on the bus. But I think we bring in, you know, somebody like Merciless Whitney, you know what I mean? Like, obviously not him, he retired, but somebody just like that. Some edge who's maybe got a year left in him. Heck, maybe we bring back Clay Matthews. Did Clay play anywhere last year? No, he's been out two years, I believe. Oh, that's about it. Yeah, that's he, about it. One year, done. one year he might come back to. I don't think he comes back. Maybe there's a huge trade in the mix. Aaron Rodgers goes to Mark Murphy and to uh, Goot, and he says, "Listen, I want to play four more years." And we trade Jordan Love away, and we get Quinn, right, right. or Floyd, or here is. All right, man. So here you go. Here are some defensive ends that are still available. And I'm all, I guess they're in order of what they fucking serious in order. My fucking dog decides to come in and out of the house right now, dude. It never fails. It never fails. As soon as I sit down, my dog is like, I need to, as soon as I sit down and put the headphones on for the podcast, the dog is like, I got to go outside. And you're like, all right. And he's good enough to close the fucking door. And is now that the bird has decided to fucking start chirping too. But all right. So available players right now, Jason Pierre-Paul, JPP is still available. Carl Nassib. Carlos that might be. 
Yeah, and Carlos Dunlap are kind of the three names that I'm looking uh, at. Dunlap, here. Dunlap has been connected to the Packers a couple of times this offseason. They have talked about uh, uh, maybe bringing in Dunlap or uh, getting him to work out. I, I've heard a couple of different reports that he was that Dunlap was on the radar. So I would circle Dunlap, and you know what, Nassib. Nassib would be good too. JPP, I, I don't know. JPP, has he got enough gas left in the tank to do a full season? I don't know. I don't think so, buddy. I don't. But we don't need a full season player, right? We just need that rotational guy to come in behind and give the and spell these guys. And we've got Jerron Reed already on there, and we'll see what he has to bring. It's just guys to fill in spots when we were trying to give our our starters a rest. That's what you we're bringing Jer in. You see, Reed has been working out with uh, with uh, Gary. Uh oh. There, there's something there with this team, isn't it, man? Like, the, yeah. There's a different vibe. There's a different vibe, and it's coming from the defensive side of the ball. It's not coming from the offensive side, but even from the offensive side, you saw Randall Cobb start talking about these guys. You see Toure. Um, Rogers is mentioned. Out regardless. Rogers is mentioned Toure, and he said, this guy has got all the tools. So there's something there. There, there's. I, I like it because that untangible, intangible. Fuck, dude, I'm struggling with my language vocabulary right. this week. Yeah. Um, wow. The, the intangibles of why we can't get past that NFC Championship game, and I get it. It was special teams. I get that Rogers didn't throw something, but you know what? It's it's beyond that. You play team sports. There's a mental aspect to it. Just like with golf, dude, you swing the club for a minute and 30 seconds or whatever in a total round if you swing it 100 times, right? Like that's kind of like the amount of time of physical effort that it takes. And I look at football the same way, especially with extended off seasons and the programs they are, they have to stay mentally ready. And all I'm seeing on the player social medias are guys working out, guys with other guys, guys playing with other guys. You know, it's there's Amari Rogers there. and, and Eric Stokes. Exactly. Amari Rogers and Eric Stokes have been hand in hand. You can see, and this is what happens with the draft and develop. Okay. Is you bring these guys up. They've all gone through the same experience. I was a rookie. This is what happened. My first year as a rookie. This is what happened. My second year. This is, and these guys, they start to compete with each other. And remember we were talking about that when you've got Jair and Stokes back there, all of a sudden Jair goes, I can get five picks and Stokes is like, now I need to get six. Right. And you've got those, those, competitions happening you've got Gary and Jerron Reed now talking about how one's going to get more sacks than the other and they're not going to focus on we're going to get zero points scored against us because that's going to be the inevitability of, of this competition they're going to make these numbers super small because Gary wants to get 15 sacks Reed wants to get 16 so he beats Gary. Then you go over to Quay Walker and Quay Walker's going, I'm going to beat out Devonta Campbell and show the, right. Then you got Devon Wyatt going, watch this. I'm going to show everybody I'm better than Clark. And, and these little competitions between them make them so much better because iron sharpens iron. And before you realize it, this defense is going to be humming immediately. I'm expecting top three, not three defense. I agree with you, and 
it's going to carry over into the offense. We saw this with Devontae Adams when he was on the field and training with Jair. That's complaining, people, not us particularly, but Packers fans complaining and everybody saying, oh, this dude doesn't have it, right? Jair is getting smoked all the time by Devontae. Well, no shit. And now it's the other way around, right? You, we've got the top cornerback group in the entire NFL. And it's not even a question at this point. Yeah. I'm sorry. And those are going to go. So we have three guys that are at the top of their game at their at their respective time frame within the within the league. And they're going against nine wide receivers that we've got that could potentially make the roster that are going up against the best corners. What is it going to do? It's going to bring the best out of them. And here's a question for you. I've never understood this and I get the whole sit and develop stuff, but with guys with wide receivers and corners, we would not have seen Stokes develop the way he did without an injury to Jair. Why not just throw these guys more? Okay. It might four, six weeks. Doing shit, but so I mean, where are you on that? You, you, you're completely freezing and bogging down. I've got full internet. That's weird. There it goes. Way better. There it goes. There it goes. Okay, I'll edit that. Ask me that again. All right. Why is it that the Packers? have a tendency to sit people. I get it with the quarterback position, but why is it that they are not throwing these guys out there more the way they did Stokes? And the only confidence. reason we saw Stokes, well, you get him confidence by playing, like sitting him ah, on the bench and not whoa, getting behind. Whoa, whoa, No, okay. So that's what I'm asking. That's what so, I'm asking. Okay. So and this is this is what I can tell you, okay, from my own personal experience. So – when I played at like 17, 18, 19, I was one of the faster guys on the team. I, 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 you know, I, I was, I was like a B, B plus player, right? I wasn't one of the hall of fame guys or anything like that, but I, I was, I was a better than average player. Okay. As soon as I stepped up to the university level, and this is just university. Okay. This isn't even American college or the NFL or even CFL, right? This is just the next step up the, the natural progression. Okay. Linemen were running faster than me. 325 pound linemen were running faster than 185 pound Matt, who played safety. Okay. <laughs> there is a monster, monster jump. And it's just like the, in the NHL, we see this with a handful of these guys. They, they draft them first overall and they struggle their first year. And then it's about two or three years before they start to hit their stride. And a lot of these guys, they end up coming out right away. They put them right into a situation, Tim Couch. Guy was amazing in college. I keep bringing this guy up because I think this guy was shafted because he was thrown into the fire immediately, completely blown his confidence, couldn't, couldn't get a thing going. So I think the Packers understand that. Listen, if I draft this kid first or a second or third round even, I kind of want him to watch from the sidelines, to work out in camp, to be in there in situational, you know, situations, situational situations. <laughs> Is that even a term? <laughs> but I want to, I yes. want to build his confidence because let's be honest, if Eric Stokes went out there and completely dropped the ball and was terrible, him and Kevin King would be sitting waiting to get signed somewhere right now. But seeing Eric Stokes in his speed, and that's what gave him the advantage was his speed, right? Eric Stokes has got that 4-2 speed. Seeing him work out with Devontae, seeing him go through with all the, the vets and stuff, 
They had no choice. And you know what? It worked out. It worked out in his favor. I mean, look at Razul Douglas. When did he get drafted? Okay. They, they threw him in immediately and he was, you know, being bounced around practice squad, different teams filling in and whatnot because he couldn't get his confidence. He, well, I mean, he was on the championship team for the Eagles, and then I don't know why they let him go, and then Arizona picked him up and put him on the practice squad. Makes no sense. He actually had a pick, you know, that year, a yeah. very important pick. So I never understood why you would, how you could not recognize that. And the confidence stuff makes sense, and especially with the quarterback position, but the way that kids Douglas, today, you know. Douglas even said it, though, in an interview. When they asked him after his back-to-back pick sixes, they said, what's changed? And he said, I'm trusting what I see. Just like the coach, remember he brought up his, the Green Bay Packers DB coach, trust what you see and follow through and go, right? And he's doing that now and with great confidence. So what's happening now with his confidence? Man, he's going into this game going, I own this guy. I own this guy. I'm going to completely tear him apart. You think if Jair Alexander went out there and got tore up three or four games in a row, that his play might be affected because of his confidence? He goes out there so bloody confident and cocky, and that's what you want in a guy like that. That's what you want in a quarterback. That's what you want in a number one wide receiver is confidence and cockiness, right? Because then they're going to go out there and they're just going to dominate. And if you blow that confidence and the guy has got it in his head that he's just not good enough, he will be not good enough. He just won't be. This is Soren again coming to you from Sweden, and this is Packers Without Borders with Matt and Bruce. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic, Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. I am Mick Stevenson, and I listen to Packers Without Border podcast, and I'm a complicated fellow. Well, and that ties in directly to what we were talking about. It makes sense, man. I, I, you convinced me. I was just trying to figure out why, because, but it is. There's such a mental aspect to this game, and we just talked about it right before we led into this question, that these guys, there's something different mentally about this team. Because last year, we talked about, on paper, this is probably one of the best Packer teams we've ever seen, right? Because... It was just, it, it is what it is, but they just, they had that same kind of carryover mentality from the McCarthy era, still kind of dragging that fucking weight. And it seems like it's finally now that Devontae's gone and, and it's not, has nothing to do with Devontae or maybe it does, man. Maybe the culture component of it, like he's kind of the last of the regime other than Mason Crosby and Aaron Rodgers are now the only two players left from that Super Bowl winning team. That's it. Well, you know, and, and case in point to Mari Rogers, Mari Rogers didn't come to camp overweight, didn't come to camp slow, didn't come to camp. He came to camp with all the tools that he had in college that made him a great player. He didn't have any confidence because he went out there and in big game situations was dropping the ball, was making stupid mistakes. And what did he do this offseason? He talked about meditation. He talked about visual, visualization. He talked about making his brain believe that he could do it. That's it, right? Like John Madden said, 90% of this game is half mental. (laughs) Precisely. So that's the biggest difference that I'm noticing, and that's what I want to be looking at. Other than the battles in training camp, I really want to see these guys, the development 
of our draft picks from the last three years and where they are. Obviously, Rashawn Gary is a star. He's not breaking out. He broke out last year. He's just going to get the opportunity. Can Preston Smith continue what he did last year on a one-year contract prove-it deal? He earned it. That that you know, We've got a lot of those kind of tweener guys. We can break this roster down into three things, right? You've got inexperienced rookies with a shit ton of talent that we're going to see. We've got those guys coming back that have proven that have shown flashes. Are you going to take the step? And then you've got the proven vets on the team. And how is that going to shake out? And that's, it's such a great combination because a lot of people don't have, I mean, we're talking about depth pieces with this team now, right? We're not talking yeah. about, Oh, there's a hole over here. or There's a hole over here. There's no glaring holes other than if somebody goes down, like it's safety, I'll be very concerned, but guess what? I mean, Sullivan, is looks like the third guy like you know so safety you can you can hide that weakness at safety you can hide a weakness at linebacker by different calls and different packages you can hide a weakness on the defense by overcompensating certain areas now does it make you a little bit weaker absolutely without a doubt i mean don't second guess that on the offense you can't hide a weakness because it is a glaring, glaring hole. It is like a big bright light in a room full of darkness. The defense is going to run at that light and attack at that light. If you've got a bad right tackle, man, they're sending everybody and their dog at that right tackle. If you've got a bad running game and they're just going to cover you for the wide receivers, right? If you've got, and, and here we go right here with confidence, okay? We're going to see Christian Watson. We're going to see Torre. We're going to see Dobbs out there. And let's see. Let's see who goes out there. I mean, look at Winfrey. Winfrey looked fantastic. And then he drops the ball. And then he and then he can't get the game going again. Then he goes back out there and he looks fantastic. Two, three catches. And you're like, ah, here we go, Winfrey. And he drops the ball again. Devontae Adams did the same thing his first, his first couple of years, right? De drop a Adams. He he was dropping balls, dropping balls, dropping balls. He didn't have that mental game yet. Now he's got that mental game. Which brings me to my question as I lead into Devontae Adams. How much of a downfall in numbers will Devontae Adams see this year? 5%, 10, 25? What do you think? I saw your poll. um, And I did vote. And I I voted the third option, whichever one. It was like... The poll poop in the woods? Yes. There's no doubt there's going to be a a regression for him because it's not Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. And I get, look, Carr's a better quarterback than people give him credit for. Um, But he had, he has good weapons. He had good weapons. Like there's nothing, like I understand you're talking about the number one wide receiver arguably in the league right now that has gone there. And obviously that's going to step up the game and their chemistry from college. But it's not that easy to get that chemistry back either. I mean, it's been several years since they've played together. Like, you know, I, in my, when I played rugby, it was kind of the same thing. Like you play with guys enough and then you start getting a, a chemistry together where, you know, where everybody is, it's kind of the same thing with them, but it takes time to develop that. So I don't think they're going to come out guns a blazing. I think that Waller and Renfro um, it's going to be similar to the Packer situation. Obviously um, Devonte Adams is going to, get up to speed fairly quickly, but it's not going to be like right off the bat. Everybody's expecting these guys to terror terrorize everyone. And sure. That's probably going to happen, but Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. 
as much as I respect Derek Carr and who he is as a quarterback, he is definitely not Aaron Rodgers. So I'm thinking he's obviously still going to have probably double digit touchdowns, just not the huge number, maybe like 10 or 11, like barely break that threshold as opposed to the 15, 16, 17. You think he's going to have 10 or 11 touchdowns? I do. I do because he is phenomenal in the red zone and Derek Carr is a monster. He has, that is one of his best statistics for Derek Carr is his, how he performs inside the red zone. That's usually been Waller or Renfro, especially Waller. That's why Waller is such a beast in, uh, in fantasy, because now I have a feeling that you have Devonte Adams sprinkled in as opposed to Waller, 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 Renfro, Waller, 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 Renfro. This is going to be Devonte Adams, Waller spreading it out a little bit more, um, so his numbers are going to dip because they have good weapons on there, especially a tight end. You, you look at how long Rodgers has been begging for a tight end and how much that changes the offense. Number one offense in the league 2020 was when Tanyan scored whatever yeah. ridiculous amount of touchdowns he had. Because 14. It, it, it changes. It changes the game because they're so few and far between. They have that They have that tight end. See, I agree with you. I think that um... – standings and record play an awful lot into your offensive numbers, right? And I think that in that division, the Raiders, Denver, Kansas City, and Chargers, I think the Raiders are the low man on that totem pole. I think the Chargers are primed and primed and ready to start taking over that division. Don't forget about Russell Wilson and Denver and that bloody defense. If he can get anything going with that offense, they're going to be rolling. Kansas City seems to be taking a step down. This is what happens after you win a Super Bowl, after you go back a few times. Some of these players start to go other places. Some of your contracts start to go from $5 million a year to $50 million a year, and you can't afford these guys. So it's about time. And this is what the NFL promotes, right? Is the parity. Is the, is the this year your team was bad, next year it'll be better, right? So I think that uh, Oakland will be third or fourth in that division. And that means they've only won seven or eight games, which then in turn means they only had seven or eight games with good offense, which then means Devontae doesn't break 10 touchdowns. Jeremy, get your pen out. Over under 10 touchdowns. I'll go over. I'm going under. I think this is like an eight or a nine. And he only gets eight or nine simply because they just force feed him the freaking ball, right? He's going into a different division. He's not going to have that where he looks over at Aaron and Aaron goes, yep, right? Like, we, I know exactly. And they go, oh, we've been working out. I get it. I get it. You've been working out. And on the practice field, I look like, you know, uh, uh, Earl Campbell. I look like, you know, Greg Jennings. I look like, you know, a, an amazing safety back there. In a game, it's a different story. Yeah, they're game speed, right? Like they talk about all these guys that are really, really fast, but there's a difference between just straight up speed and then game speed and, and having the pads on. And because game speed really is more relying upon do you know where you're supposed to be? Not just run really fast somewhere. Is are you diagnosing a play? Are you where you're supposed to be? at the time you're supposed to be that's fast right like that's game speed it's like you look at um here's 
here's another question for you because just talking about that and just kind of leading from Devonte Adams into our wide receivers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is not very good and. It seems like teams started daring him to go deep, right? We saw this a lot. They started loading the box. We're obviously going to see a lot more of that. So is it going to be Watkins or Watson? It's going to be that first guy that he connects with where he can actually start completing these deep balls to take some pressure off of the running game. It's going to be Watkins, Sammy Watkins. And you know what? A shout out to that guy who put out that false report that Watkins was going to be an early cut. Uh, all reports out of Packers camp and out of all the coaches and everything is, is Sammy's never looked better. Uh, he's fantastic. He's uh, lost a little weight, put on some muscle. And Sammy's mentality is, is I'm going to be the number one wide receiver, period. And that's all there is to it. Now we know his injuries and things of that nature, right? When we go back to game speed and we talk about game speed, there's a big difference. You ever seen that movie, Any Given Sunday? Okay. For sure. And you know, and you know how they do like the helmet. Oliver Stone really captured what it's like. And you get the helmet and you can hear yourself breathing and everything is blurs and flashes, right? That's what a lot of it, a lot of it is, right? And one of the keys to getting through that and fighting through that is controlling your adrenaline. Now, as soon as you, you played rugby, as soon as you get that pop in, the adrenaline's going, you're numb, you're ready to go, right? The problem is, is your adrenaline will fluctuate during the game. And case, oh, yeah. point, oh, yeah. case in point, we were playing against one team and they used to love to run this where they'd put three wide receivers on one side, one wide receiver closest to the line would crack down or block the linebacker and the running back would sprint out in that spot and he would basically just run a seam route. And I saw them lining up and I was thinking, is this going to be the play? And I watched that ride receiver turn his head slowly towards the linebacker. And I yelled out, crack, crack, crack. And I mean, I got like a two foot erection because I was like, this is it. I know exactly where they're going. I'm going to catch this ball. And I took off like a shot as soon as he said, hut. And I blew through the ball. I mean, my helmet smashed the ball that was going towards the running back. I didn't even get it near my hands because the adrenaline was cranked up to 45 instead of just a three or a four. And that was an easy pick six. And I know afterwards my coach was like, why didn't you just, I'm like, because I'm stupid and the adrenaline is just running, but at least I broke it up. Right. They never went to that play again. Both times we played them after that, they never went to that play again. Cause they knew I, I knew exactly where that play was going. That was a pick six. So you get that a lot, right? The adrenaline's coming. You're standing there. You're like, okay, catch the ball, catch the ball, catch the ball. And just before the ball comes, and we see this too, right? You hear footsteps or you know somebody's coming. And so they duck or they do something inadvertently that they wouldn't normally do because the adrenaline takes over, right? That's one thing, that mental aspect of the game there, where you got to be able to control your emotions, right? Which kind of pisses me off and brings me into another, the taunting rule right? You just plow through some guy and blow him right up in the backfield and you're not allowed to give a little dance or a little, uh, right? Now I know the offensive linemen, they always do this. Oh yeah. You sacked the quarterback and you did your dance. Great. I pancaked the lineman. Should I do a dance after every pancake? I'd be dancing the whole game, right? Well, there's a big difference between actually getting to a quarterback, right? Cause what, I mean, unless it's Joe Burrow last year, it doesn't happen, especially for Aaron Rodgers. It doesn't happen as often, especially when they're elusive quarterbacks. It, 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 it does. 
Yeah, man, it's you're right because the adrenaline component of it and slowing down the game and what Razul Douglas kind of referenced right in his in his progression into this year and what happened last year and him talking about how he started seeing stuff. It's I do I, I do believe there's something I do I do I do believe in magic I do I do um, no genuinely think that the big difference between last year's team and this year's team, other than the fact that they addressed. There was nothing that they really did not address, right? And yeah. it was through free agency and the draft. And now we've got enough money to possibly do something else. But it's the mental aspect of this team that I'm seeing that is taking a big step forward that that I have a feeling is going to be the difference. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. It's going to be interesting. Camp starts, what, 12 days, 10 days? It starts on the 28th. Yeah, 28th. so 28th. They take off the 29 or 27, 28. No, it's three days. It's only three days. It's 28 and 30th. They take a break and it's, they've already announced they're like at 10 45 in the morning. The first three practices are done, but it's that weekend. It's 28, take off the 29th, 30th that weekend. They're, they're doing it. So it's pretty cool, man. I mean, I'm excited to see it. I mean, the Raiders already have all their veterans in. They've already started training camp. The Giants have already started training camp. Kansas City starts their stuff. So it's starting to smell like football, brother. It's starting to smell like football. We are almost there. Wednesday episode. What are we at? 137? 138? Now with this 138. one. 138. Mailbag questions. If you have any mailbag questions for us, don't forget you can send them to us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. That's all one word. Packers without borders at outlook.com. You can DM us on our Twitter at borders Packers. Find us on Facebook, Packers without borders, YouTube and Instagram. Bruce has been pumping out the Instagram memes like, like a 13 year old girl. He's just been pumping it out. It's, <laughs> every time I turn on my Instagram, there's like five or six of them. Loving them. Um, Saturday, Dave Robinson, Packer hall of famer. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer in the NFL, first man, first uh, uh, black man to be uh, drafted as as a linebacker in the NFL, uh, won the Heisman. This guy has got everything. This guy has got all the tools, and uh, he's now going to be on the greatest podcast in the on the planet. And uh, we're going to talk to him. He, he's got some books for sale that uh, he's got her badly assigned them. He's got uh, some other books that uh, he's wrote. Uh, what is it? The Left Side and the Lombardi Legacy. And uh, he, he's going to let us know where you can get those. And we're going to talk uh, Packers football and maybe see if we can get a little insight to what it was like in those uh, locker rooms back then. In the, you can only uh, match the greatest with the greatest. You can only match the greatest. That's how it works. Greatest. That's how it works. Uh, Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> get through it without. I'm, I'm going to have to put on my Mr. Robinson hat for that day. I'm going to have to behave myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be good. We'll play uh, Pirate Ship or Sex Act or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, sure we won't do that. Really play that. <laughs> we won't do that. We won't do that. Uh, don't forget about uh, our, our sponsor, audible.com, audible backslash Packers Without Borders trial. Uh, click on there. It doesn't cost you a thing. It gives us some bling. Uh, oh, how do you like that? My love don't cost a thing. But uh, it gives us some bling. Gives us some bling. Give me, give me some money. <laughs> Patreon. You know, Packers Without Borders slash Patreon would be wonderful. We're really going to start pumping out some different type of content on Patreon as we start moving forward. Obviously, off season, uh, it's slim pickings. I was looking for articles, and there was 
just literally nothing. There is nothing, nothing going on. Nothing but you know what? On. We're getting closer. We're getting yeah, we closer. Are. And that's all that matters. Right on, brother. I'll see you for Saturday. Sounds good. JJ, your 53 sucks. Big time. Eat it. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Hey, nobody said fuck the Vikings. What's that all about?